When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Today we're going to talk about product and marketing, not product marketing, but product and marketing and how they work together in an organization. So, um, now that I'm at a different company and, and a smaller company, um, that, that is a topic of discussion um, uh, of where, what roles and responsibilities do marketing have versus product? And who tells the developers what to do <laughs> and, and, and prioritize? Um, we all have different varying levels of uh, experience with this and um, especially at larger uh, uh, technology organizations, it's, it looks a little different. But I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it because it's a challenge that we're dealing with now, and I'm sure others are in the um, product landscape. Do you guys currently interact with a marketing team on a regular cadence? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the way that I would say is, so I, I recently picked up on um, a new squad, and previously to joining that particular team, the, um, the website for our company was completely owned by marketing. So, and then this is our first time to actually try and turn it into a product. And so over the course of the year, the team has been focusing on migrating and setting up a brand new infrastructure. And now that we actually have the initial version of the product kind of live in the field, um, I would say we work with marketing on pretty much a daily basis at this point. They have a lot of requests because it deals with conversion and onboarding. Uh, which is pretty key to them. And Patrick, since he knows way more about conversion and onboarding than me, can probably take it from there. But I can say the particular challenge in our case is how do you get some people shifted over who are used to owning a particular domain space into having a product manager own a domain space? And it's definitely not an easy challenge. Well, that, that's a good point. How do we make, how do we clarify the roles and responsibilities? Is it so black and white that marketing is responsible for this and product is responsible for this? I, I don't know if it's so black and white as that as much as it is like, you have to find out what parts of the product they're particularly interested in and what metrics they particularly care about moving and let them be involved in those parts of the process, but not involved maybe in every other part of the process. The other thing you have to get good at is, I hate to say it, but saying no. You know, we can't treat every incoming request as though it's the highest priority in the face of the world. You know, you need to ask your product management questions. What's the business case for this? What's the expected outcome? Are we doing this just because you feel like it? Do you have saver data? And I know that's actually the process that I think is um, more challenging is a lot of times not is being able to get them to do that hyper 
aggressive product management mindset of prioritization and saying, is this truly critical? Will it yield the result you think it's going to yield? Is that result important right now against everything else that needs to be done? But I'm kind of interested in how Patrick approaches this because I think he's been working with product marketing longer than I have. Yeah, it's it's interesting, especially Kevin, with you moving over to a small startup because I think the size of the company is so dependent on what marketing does. Historically, you're going to hire marketers before you hire product managers. So, you know, you think a small company is going to be very much on the outbounding, trying to drive traction, trying to increase sales revenue, brand market fit, all that sort of thing. So it's really about establishing a presence. I think the more that a company evolves, the more it turns into a you know, opportunity for product to step in and to potentially say, hey, we're going to take some best practices and start to craft an ownership or areas of the product itself. And that's where I think you're finding some of these natural pain points. Some of it is kind of what Lou just called out, which is there are, you know, approaches and strategies you can take that, you know, for a marketing perspective makes sense. You know, you think like outbounding, bringing people in, for instance, you might be willing to take different tactics versus what happens as soon as they enter an app or a website. And really, I think what happens is you have to think about it, not just in the business metrics, but really as like UX metrics. So, hey, you've done a great job outbounding and acquiring new users. You brought a ton in and marketing is always going to have a huge chunk of that, if not them being their primary focus is, you know, that user acquisition angle. So they're going to have their own business metrics they have to drive. But once they land on a registration page or trying to do onboarding, that's where you really have to meld the two. It's not enough for a product manager just to say like, hey, this is the best onboarding experience. It doesn't also meet marketing's needs. And so there's going to be a natural tension. But I think at the end of the day, what you need to do is say, what is the best experience that we can provide for users, which meets the business needs as well? And so it's that kind of give and take. Mind you, there's a ton of you know minutia once you start to pull that back and pull it back. But I think increasingly it becomes more about domains of ownership then, such as user acquisition is predominantly marketing, outbounding you know, emails and new introductions are going to be marketing, you know, retention from you know, promotional emails, et cetera. But maybe once you get through the promotional email and land back in an app or website, now you're trying to cross over to product domain. And that's where we're going to try and at least assert you know, some of our, our thoughts and process. Is it, is it fair enough to say, because you, you brought up retention and acquisition, is it fair enough to say that marketing is user acquisition and product is user retention? Um, and, and maybe like maybe product leads more of that and maybe marketing leans more of that and then there's a crossover? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of both, to be honest. I think you'll see that retention is is one of those key areas where if you're app isn't intuitive, if it isn't sticky intentionally, then you're going to turn out people and it doesn't matter what marketing can do to bring them back. On the flip side, I find that if you have a decent or just okay, you know, app or website, marketing can drum up retention by bringing people back and and having content surface to them frequently to get them engaging with it. So I think it's kind of that same thing. It's a give and take. I think it just, you have to understand what your ecosystem looks like. Um, So I think the other part too is there's different things required to get different jobs done. I know we're talking about this in the context of Ibotta, but 
you know, even prior to Ibotta working on other e-commerce sites, right? Marketing had some different objectives. Sometimes it was to sell an individual product, which you can call inbound. But at that point, like, it's not like they're really vested in the user acquisition flow and the idea of getting them to download an app and engage with a product over a long period of time. Sometimes the goal is simply just move the product because it's a one-time purchase. And that's like, you know, I came from doing stuff in home goods, right? You're only going to buy a sink faucet once every maybe five or 10 years in your house. So, you know, we obviously want to be able to sell you other things, but that's where the email marketing and stuff came in, but it didn't have as much crossover to the product side of the website, which I would say is dealing with the bottom part of that funnel, which is, you know, how do we actually, it, in, from the e-commerce perspective, it's really about how do we drive that conversion once you're already here? And I think that's where the separation, you know, happens. One product, I think, really hits its stride once we get you onto the platform. There is a little bit overlap in that how we do it section. But I think Patrick made a really great point earlier that as the company grows and starts to invest more money into it, and you have really dedicated metrics, one of the things that product does really well, I think, is really help address, are we doing the right thing and being kind of critical? And, you know, I think a lot of the time um, working with product marketing for better or worse, one of the things they're really good at is quick iterations. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Which one of these things will drive an extra two or 3%? Can we do it really fast? Like, let's try out... 10 different iterations of a Facebook ad. Like all of that stuff is really good, but it's also, and it's kind of the antithesis to how engineering works, right? Engineering can't be that fast. And because engineering can't be that fast, we have to have product, I think, that sits in, that slows that process down and helps us become more critical. So, so it sounds like a little bit that when marketing has an objective, the product manager kind of plays the role of, you know, double checking for the user experience, making sure that we're addressing all the right things so that we're not overlooking how that's going to impact our customers on the vice versa uh, side of things um, where marketing plays a good role with the product is, uh, is helping identify those areas for, for, for uh, virality or, or acquisition or uh, retention opportunities and, and generate a lot of good ideas around those. Um, and, and then maybe where the contention is, is the speed. Whereas they're, they're more, they're, when they have um, a, a technology, they'll, they'll probably always use the thing that's faster because they want results as fast as. So more likely than not use third parties that already have established frameworks for these things so that they can get tests out there and, and, and validate their assumptions. Um, whereas if they have a request of the engineering team internally, they know that that takes a while and, you know, and, and, and they're not as patient <laughs> with that kind of stuff. <laughs> You're muted, Luke, by the way. I'd say I'd, I'd probably add one comment on there, which is I think we both have the exact same goals. They're just phrased differently, and we just have different ways of trying to get there, Right. Uh, as a product manager, you want people to use your product, like you, your product success and its ability to return on investment is entirely, you know, paired to how many people use it, how often they use it. And marketing plays a key aspect in that. So you kind of have to 
I wouldn't say take marketing likely. I mean, it's part of your product. You have to be thinking about it. I think just the aspect where you have to play defense mechanism is let's not throw in 20 different stories at the last moment and, you know, burn out our engineering team. Yeah, I think to kind of that point, part of the interesting evolution, at least with Ibotta and some of the onboarding user acquisition or retention that we've been doing has been trying to have engineers and marketers start to speak a common language. And too frequently, I find that there is a natural polarization between the two, not because you're trying to accomplish different things or have different outcomes, but in fact, that you just don't quite speak the same language. Oftentimes, an engineer is going to devolve into more technical conversations, get very much into the, how are we building this? Versus a marketer may be very much on like, what are we building? And so it becomes the product manager's responsibility to kind of meld those two worlds and to bring that cohesion between what are the engineers building, what is the marketer asking for, and why are we doing this? So you got to remember the product manager's job so much of that why that if we don't have it, then you end up with these natural pain points. And it's also worth noting that, you know, generally in organizations, marketing is going to have roughly 50% of the company's budget. And I've seen anywhere from 30 to like 80% of the budget, largely because you need them to be able to out there being your champions to do that brand stickiness. You, know, you think about Coca-Cola and other, you know, massive companies, we all know about these products, but if it's not front and center and it's not in the, your peripheral awareness all the time, it's very easy to forget about it. So like a good example inside of our app, there's a onboarding section of Ibotta that I added, I don't know, seven months ago or something like that now. And we intentionally built it and wanted to see what organic traffic looked like solely with people finding it. And it was decent. We ended up with you know multiple millions of GP lift, et cetera, but we only ended up with about 20% organic traffic. Once we pulled in marketing and explained what we we're trying to do, that tripled. So you think it's oftentimes inside of an app, inside of an ecosystem, we build these things, these features, products, whatever, but we just expect it to be something that people find natively. That's very rarely the case. And so being able to say, hey, we've built this feature, the engineers love it, People are finding it, but can you make it better? Can you go out and shout it to the world is such a key thing too. It's a good area of cohesion between the two teams. I think when you're, um, yeah, how can you leverage each other in a positive way um, to, to move the mission or the vision forward, right? So I think it, it first getting on that same context, that same ground, the same mindset to know where the next milestone is and then how do you mobilize each other to, to um uh, to achieve that right so understanding all of the, the roadblocks and dependencies and, and challenges each each team member might have how do you guys collectively move that mindset forward um so that was that was said pretty nicely patrick i like that a lot but i i think it goes back to the user acquisition and retention right i think there is something to say about codifying the roles and responsibilities to say hey we're going to go build the product we're going to go experiment we're going to see we're going to we have a problem we're trying to solve with this with this technology it's going to take some iterations and we don't want to commit to timelines we don't want to you know um you know it's important that uh, marketing understands when something's going to be launched and released but i think it's also important that we iterate and find the right solution so i think giving that buffer getting to that right solution and then amplifying it makes a lot of sense 
and then and maybe maybe there's something there that we can potentially codify for for other businesses to say hey, if you have a marketing team and a product team this is how you know this is the best way to set them up for success i will say one thing i really do like about our product marketing team here and this is something that they are fantastic about when we do designs for different things they're like super on it about nuancing the copy and understanding what like savers find attractive and in, in certain aspects of design. Like I think visually product managers do really well with a lot of like how things are laid out, where buttons are like, you know, that type of physical interaction. But I think, I think some on the soft side of like the verbiage and how we do that, like I think that's an area where marketing actually does very well. And I, I totally appreciate it when they look at our designs and want to do copy updates and want to like make little tweaks here or there. I think that's the really good nuance part of the, uh, the approach. I suppose we should caveat a little bit that there are a few different roles. I mean, just like product and engineering isn't just, you know, one globular organization, you know, we're, we're using a couple of words synonymously here. And so I think depending on the size of your organization, you'll find that those groups will morph. So, for instance, Lee, you've mentioned product marketing a few different times, which is going to be potentially quite a bit different than marketing proper. And inside of marketing, you're going to have growth marketing, you're going to have design, you're going to have creative, you're going to have client marketing or sales marketing. And so, you know, it all depends. I think from our perspective, we're largely talking about growth marketing, um, but there's a whole flip side. So you think about our sales team and the collateral that the you know client marketing team is building. They're all about going out and, and generating that hype and trying to create sales sheets to bring in, you know, Coca-Cola, for instance, or bring in all these other brands. And so those are just as relevant. I think for us, it becomes imperative that the product can stand up to the scrutiny of the brands and the people that we're trying to bring in as well. So too often, I think we get fixated sometimes on just, hey, growth mindset, which is good, but you do need to consider that what we're building should be able to play naturally to a sales pitch that should be able to ladder up to a lot of these clients that you're trying to bring in. If you're clearly dedicated to one side of your marketplace, it's gonna end up lopsided. And as a consequence, you're not gonna have the content that you expect. So it goes both ways to consider not just what element of marketing am I in and working with now, but what is the broader marketing perspective and how can I play across all of it? Yeah. Darn it, I've muted myself again. <laughs> common, common Zoom things of the year is your screen on and are you muted? Um, anyway, I was going to say, I, Patrick makes a really good point there, which is it is kind of, I think, par for a PM's role to be able to understand all aspects like of your product. Product marketing is one part. Actual marketing, corporate marketing is another part. Sales marketing is the part. And as a result, you should be equally, you know, involved, right? Take meetings with your, if you're a B2B, B2C kind of company like we are, meet with your savers just as much as you meet with your clients. You want to understand their pain points. You want to understand the pain points that your performance marketers are placing. And because if you can drive down acquisition costs by making tweaks on your product, or if you can help sales get incremental traffic like you know it's all it's all good if you can do a lot more than you know just focus on one aspect of your product yeah and i think to kind of your earlier question kevin about defining boundaries let's say historically what i've seen is in startups under 100 you end up with marketing predominantly playing three roles so it's really outbounding 
So predominantly focused on the sales team, retention and acquisition. However, you know, as that morphs in, I think it just grows and grows and grows in complexity. And so then it's more about like where to apply those. But I think you were right. I think from a general framework, you know, each one is going to be balanced slightly differently. And so if you need to acquire users because you're one-sided marketplace or if you're trying to sell a product, then yeah, you're going to want to do that. But I think the biggest levers you'll find for marketing are those three. So just know where, you know, you're putting most of your dollars because the business is obviously going to revolve around that too. Sorry. Uh, Kevin yeah, you got to say it. <laughs> Kevin and I were exchanging, exchanging a bit of a joke over the, uh, the yeah. Zoom messenger while I was there, and I was taking a line from the, uh, the comment, whose line is it anyway? And I said, well, welcome to the product where the boundaries don't matter and the roadmap will be changed anyway. So, it, 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 you know, it's so funny, but it's so interesting that um, um, at a smaller company, those, those um, divisions, those uh, challenges are amplified in a different way or just uh, it, so, so coming, you know, getting out of a larger tech organization to a, to a smaller company of like 30 people. It's, it's really interesting to see the contention and the difference uh, between the two. I, I think what I'm looking for is the best way to mobilize um, both so that we can continue pursuing the mission without the um, um, speed bumps of contention and, and, and um, um, overlap of responsibilities, right? Because I think in a smaller company, maybe marketing might be playing a little bit of the product role, um, you know, that, that maybe they shouldn't be, or, you know, they just did it because there was a lack thereof um, at, at that point, you know? Um, so it, it's interesting, but um, I think it all comes down, you know, from, from my perspective to, to have that shared vision, that shared understanding for your product. I think if you have that and you have, a shared understanding of the objectives and the goals of the company and where you guys want to be, then the rest kind of falls in line. And then it just becomes of how you guys execute towards that objective and vision. And then it's how to, and then where do you guys stepping on toes and how do you resolve that? Um, you know, Kevin, you brought up a good point there, which is, I think for the three of us on this call, we've all been part of very now, including you now, Kevin, very small companies. I mean, the smallest I worked with was like six, Right. And then we've been uh, a part of a company like Ibotta, which, you know, um, six, seven hundred employees, all, all things considered. So you kind of look at the uh, the realm of difference. And it's kind of funny because you have, as you said, you have different goals and different objectives, depending on the size of that company. For a company like ours, we're looking at growth and new product introduction to us is is not like we have to define a new product in a completely new market space and nobody knows who we are, right? We already have so much more built up and going for us because of that scale. It's kind of like scale begets scale and the challenges are different. It's about being incremental, right? How can hey, you, you guys are on an NBA jersey now, is that right? <laughs> are we? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, I'm on this mug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry to cut no, you off. No, no, it's yeah. quite all right. But I was going to say it's it's kind of different from you know when I started yeah. with smaller companies, which is you got to you marketing kind of has two challenges. One, you have to let people know who you are. The product has to be good enough that people start getting that brand recognition, and then product marketing also has to push out new features and talk about the iteration and the growth of the product. But it's it's a kind of two fundamentally different challenges. 
So what would you, what would your best advice if you're looking for uh, a, a head of marketing for, for a six person, 30 person startup? Oh man. Uh, you know, I, I've hired a couple in the past and the general thing is it really depends on what you need to get accomplished and who, what your team makeup looks like. I always kind of fit in that technical product role. And so I was always looking for somebody who could counteract that in the marketing and sales strength to help us get new business into different organizations. So as a, in a startup function, that's what I was looking for, right? Can you get this person who can figure out how to market your company and get you the sales that you need in order to either secure investment or secure growth capital or frankly, just fund orders, right? Like my last e-commerce business marketing sole purpose was drive, drive people to the e-commerce website so we can convert them for sales. And I frankly just looked for the people who have the best track record of doing that. Um, I don't know how I would hire a person at say I bought it. I'm not sure I would know what to look for. Uh, yeah. What, what about, um, that is more of like a fundamental question. If you're starting a company, what do you hire first product or marketing? Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree with Patrick in the exception. If the product is hyperly technical and will be a multi-year process to build. So I've, I've made that mistake before the first company I worked on it, it took about a year and a half just to get an, uh, a prototype together. And during that time, marketing's kind of sitting there twiddling their thumbs going, what do I do? <laughs> so they, they, you know, so they can't sit there and sell one, something forever. Right. Step one, you need a product. Step two. Or at know, least the product needs to be somewhat two. close enough to testable fruition that sure. that person yeah. isn't wasting their time and burning contacts and bridges. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for the conversation. It's good seeing you again. It's been a week or two weeks, maybe. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, we're going to change things up here. Uh, we're going to have more folks across uh, different companies um, at, you know, outside of Ibotta. Um, I'm, I'm currently at a company called Good Deeds. We're going to have Guild Education. We're going to have PayPal and Honey. We're going to have all this other representation for product managers moving forward. So very excited to keep the podcast going, but also expand the, uh, the expertise and the experience. So um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, looks like we've finished our coffee. So go level up. <laughs> <laughs>